Don't Lose Your Head podcast, season one, episode 44. Today, we're going to talk about choosing your Caesar, historical reenactment, and immersing in the world we love. I'm Morten Klint, and joining me is Nicholas Becker. Merkel, how are you, Nicholas? <laughs> I am good. I'm very good. Did you like that super professional, uh, mysterious universe uh, intro? Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen Mysterious Universe, but it sounds good. It's a podcast. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard Mysterious Universe then. It's about everything. Everything you need to know about the universe. That's mysterious? That's, yeah, it's very mysterious. Might the mysterious parts. Sasquatch might be aliens, might be uh, your sense of smell. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. My magical sense of smell. Yeah. And imagine that I did it on my first take also. <clears throat> Not like the <clears throat> 52nd take. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we're back. We're back. Nicholas is in London, and he's got his own Wi-Fi. Yeah, finally some decent internet connection. Yeah, and I'm Wi-Fi free, free. <laughs> <laughs> but she's coming home tonight, so we got. We better get rolling. God damn it! Gotta, gotta fix this. Uh, so hopefully this time, oh, I shouldn't even say. It. I, I'm not gonna jinx it. Maybe we're going to talk about immersion. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Third time's the charm. Yep. I, I remember we tried to have Leon on when I was still in Sweden. Oh, yeah, that's true. That <laughs> makes it sound like it's a long time ago. Uh, so um, some, uh, some news from the community. Or, well, it's mainly that the Alpha Legion stuff has been dropped, right? Yeah, but I think we talked a bit about that last time. It's like, well, you can buy the Lernians and the Alpharius, and it's all yeah. shit hot. So they had the 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 Twitch stream in between our recordings, right? Yeah, maybe was it with the Blood Angel Praetor or something? Yeah. Ah, so uh, do you think do you think most legions will get their own like special Praetor? Do you think that's something that sells a lot, or I think uh, they said that that was the plan. The plan. Yeah. Uh, will, they, will they also go back and do the old ones, or is it more like for every new one, maybe? I don't know. I mean, the Iron Hands already have their character models, so. Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't give a fuck. Ah, you bastard. Well, I guess like Thousand Sons is a legion that would sell a lot, so that it makes sense for them to have. Uh, and I'll, they already have one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, the ones that I've gotten now, it's like. Thousand yeah. Thumbs and Alpha Legion, and then Blood Angels will get. Not yeah. sure. Not sure if they will go back and be like, oh, let's give one to Iron Warriors, or not sure. Who knows? Who knows? Um, what have you been up to in the hobby? Have you been able to do anything hobby related? Uh, 30k wise, I bought the Ferris Manus book yesterday. The first Ferris Manus. Book. Oh, 
the, Wait, the first that? first menace yeah, yeah. The, the the primark series oh i haven't read any book from the primark series have you no no so this will be interesting to hear a review i, I feel like sometimes I, I think the artwork is kind of shitty on a lot of them yeah look a bit like i don't know fulgrim is like with holding like a pigeon or something like oh <laughs> i am beautiful yeah um, a bit but, cartoony i guess yeah, but if, if it's uh, if it's is it like a one story or is it some kind of collection of stories or? I think it's one story. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't even opened it yet. You so have to, suspect. yeah, you have to get back to us and tell us if it's good and if we should buy Primark books. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've uh, done some more work on my fantasy stuff. I don't have any thirty K stuff here yet. It's on uh, the way. It's in the mail. Oh. As soon as it gets there, I'm going to start uh, building some more mechanical stuff. Ah, yeah, that's true. Until then, yeah. I've uh, just been like poking around, see if there's some gaming communities here. Yeah. And you found one that's really central. That you're gonna yeah, try. I'm going to check it out next yeah. week. What, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's uh, like London Wargamers Guild, I think. They have like a Facebook page. A guild? Yeah. yeah. It's and like also, a, it's like in Oblivion. You just have yeah, to go go into the city, and then they have like these wooden tablets hanging from the the buildings. Ah, oh, a, a weaponsmith guild. Oh, oh the nerd uh, figurine guild. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Initiation test. Can you join the guild? <laughs> you started some low rank or something. You have to slay some crabs. Yeah. But mud crabs more fearsome than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they level up with the idol. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fucking. And, uh, sort of uh, mechanical related. You got uh, uh, a robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> does it have a servo skull or how, how does it work? It's pretty funny. I, I wish it had a servo skull so it had some intelligence because now it's just got like an. IR scanner and then he just bumps into everything. It's like, oh, <laughs> boom, oh, oh no. Boom. <laughs> do, do you find it like that it's stuck in the corner or something every now and yes. then? Or? Like we oh. turn it on, we turn it on the first time we went from home. Yeah. And then like an hour after, it was like, uh, your robot has encountered a problem. And then when we got back home, <laughs> uh, it got stuck in a corner, like no. dragging a carpet. And he's. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you should, you should glue like a. a like custom skull, yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. I need a, I need a fucking Cortex controller, or maybe that's the phone because oh. we have an app for it, so you can control it from your phone. So maybe that is that is the Cortex controller. Yeah, you just need to implant it in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should model uh, a Pravian that has like a rope back next to him, like <laughs> controlling it. <laughs> Did you see there was this uh, guy on the, on the internet who come home and his dog has taken a shit? And then the robot vacuum cleaner had just smeared it all over the floor. <laughs> terrible. Oh my. I felt it. <laughs> what, oh. One of the greatest things I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> the one into the, the dog shit cops. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, but nothing else hobby related at the moment, right? Uh, no. no? Uh, I just want to say that uh, the, the event that I'm going to in August. Uh, the jungles of a car 
That's really cool. They have an app. That's really cool. What? It's modern, innovative. It's pretty sweet. So you can um, go to the yeah. app and chat with people and post your lists and look at the fluff and look at all the player parks. So everything is just in one place. Okay. Nice. Okay. Huh. So you don't have to go to like different Facebook pages and then go through the page like, oh, where the fuck is this file? And then you go to files and then there's mm. a bunch of files and you can't really find what you're looking for. So this is really smooth and they can just up make updates they just put them up there whenever they're like oh this is new players pack or yeah oh that's the future <laughs> it is it's really i thought cool. that uh, the event i'm going to ajax uh, is cool because the facebook page has like a an, a movie or an animation for the for the event pick i thought that was pretty futuresque <laughs> didn't know that yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of uh, posts about Ajax. It looks fucking sweet. I wish I could. Yeah, gonna get some uh, some swag. Stuff. Yeah. But I still yeah. haven't made a list. I need to. It's three and a half thousand points. Oh wow! And I have to. I can't bring my Alchemists because they're not ready. But I. Yeah. I so it will be Emperor's Children. But I. I think I want to bring my cultists, uh, and have like an ally force. Because right. it's fun yeah. to build so, up. What was the latest thing you painted for your for children? Oh, I think they've been on hold for, yeah, I can't even remember. Maybe some veterans or something. Uh, or, well, no, like a command squad, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just feels, because I, I, I can't go back to just, they're, they're like one layer. I just use Xerxes purple and then uh, no wash. And it feels like, I can't go back to doing that now. I just, <laughs> but I, I have been thinking about like uh, maybe doing a metallic scheme. Um, yeah. Although I guess now they don't produce that Eidolon purple anymore, so I would have to <laughs> find some other clear purple. But maybe Tamaya or something has it. Uh, but then I thought like you, I can make a later force that's like a more towards Terra, more crazy, more you know, terror, <clears throat> a terror force. Uh, mm. And then that would make sense because I could feel them next to my other guys and they would look sort of different, but like, oh, that's just like different parts of different companies. Or I don't know. I hope that could work. Because I ain't going to repaint everything. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm, I'm um, many points to offer them, though. I could probably, I mean, at 4,000 easily, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you don't really need to do anything more. I think, like, uh, uh, I have Ferris on the way, so I'm gonna paint up Ferris, and I think that's gonna be like well, the last model I do for my Ironlands for a while because it's yes. like I could paint up a bunch of new stuff for them, but I have so much stuff that it would either make me not use some of my other stuff, uh -huh. or it would just be feel unnecessary because I can never play with all of it at once. Yeah. So I might as well start something new. Oh, yeah, that's which true. I'm, which I'm doing with the mechanicum. So yeah, I, I think, think it's smart. Smarter. Ferris is going to be a nice last touch because it's like mm. I said this before as well. Like I don't feel like feeling the Primarch if the Primarch won't lead like a a sizable force. Yeah, because it just feels weird to have a Primarch at like fifteen or like two fifty points. Like yeah, just the the Primarch and twenty other guys or something. It's very hard to balance it, I feel, also. Yeah. I mean, he's going to use him for... I think if we're ever playing an Istvan event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As well. 
Um, it was going to be like a nice, nice last model. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, uh, yeah, and as you said, like if you have, because of course you could feel like, well, okay, maybe I'd like to run just like a recon company once, and then I need to add that. Or no, now this time I want to run like an uh, aerial force with like storm eagles and and jump packs. So I mean, so you could feel like I could add. There's so much you could add to your army. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like if you're going to an event that's like this, where you're playing the specific force, then you can just add small pieces when you feel like it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then I, I, I feel like maybe it's better than to not just add everything to your same legion. Maybe it's better to start a new legion just to do something different. Yeah, at least when you have fucking like you and me that. Thousands of points that you can do a bunch of stuff with. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't like it doesn't get boring. Uh, anyway, so it might um, be more fun too. Yeah. Like the thing, like uh, the stuff about pushing stuff away. Like when you have so so much points, mm-hmm. then like like you you need to play with the things that you have so that it just doesn't go to waste. Like all yeah. this time that you put down in painting all these models. Yeah. What if so, all the army is just always in like the cabinet or something? Yeah. Boring. So that's also ties into our last episode, Cybridge Games. Just do something different. Like, yeah. If you want to paint something, then you can always paint something else and just keep playing what you what you, what you have. But that makes it more like uh, motivating to if you're gonna make a new force, you should like have a real idea of like I wanna this and I'm gonna have two squads of this, one squad of this, and then you just you know, like you have a plan from the beginning, but I, I, I didn't have that before. I just added like, oh, this seems fun. And then I bought one squad and then, oh, this seems fun. So now I have, it's not very optimal. <laughs> and I have mm-hmm. some squads that I don't use much because I, I learned that they weren't good. But I guess that's uh, maybe... Yeah, that's, that's, that's good to have for your like main army though. Yeah. Because then you can just use them if you want to. It's like so, good to have a pool of units. Yeah. Virgin Legion escape, uh, mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but I'm I'm building like crazy here. I've been uh, I've been gluing and cutting and uh, yeah, modeling, <laughs> converting. <laughs> you know, uh, so I built my five uh, jet bikes now with the uh, right. on squad for ultramarines. They look fucking sweet. They all have uh, well, four of them have power fists, which is a bit like of a hassle to to model because you have they have to have one hand on the steering wheel and then the other is like a fist and the fist is so big so it's either like oh it's it's holding it up or you know oh he's, he's sort of holding it down by his side <laughs> how do they do much more? It, so it, i think it, it looks okay but it uh, was a bit challenging uh and then um the uh, the guy with the banner he's uh, he had i had to give him like a, a power axe instead that's gonna hang from his belt because that was also the problem. He can't have a fist in one hand and hold the banner in one hand and not hold the bike. So like, he's steering oh, yeah. legs or something, or I don't know. He just put his knees up to the, the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's gonna look. And, look, and also, more, no hands. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy with him because my initial idea was, um, because I guess he's holding like, is it called a company banner or something? It's like a fearless banner or something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And at first I was going to use this, uh, you know, real banner that's from one of the command squad upgrades. Uh, that's like a, a, well, a cloth banner, I should say, right? Yeah. Um, but 
first of all, it's really big, so it's hard to to fix it to the guy and and his bike. It's like oh, everything close together, uh, and it's like the cloth itself is just hanging straight down, so it doesn't mm. have any sense of movement. Like how would how would that work? He's going like a hundred miles per hour or something, and it's like well, flag is just like <laughs> it's just hanging there, like nothing. So um, I changed and I went for one of those, uh, you know, metal uh, Roman uh, sort of uh, poles, the ones you get with the, the Tribune or what was it called? Aren't you using those as Vexillas? Yeah, I'm, I have used one as a Vexilla so far for my breachers. And, um, but it looks <laughs> really good. All right. It looks yeah, good. There are always banners that uh, like go backwards. Like for example, the uh, like Britonia banners could be cool. Oh, you mean like a real old school, like a flag, more? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but this looks this looks really cool. And I thought eventually, if I buy uh, Gilliman, he has some really cool uh, on his base. He has those really cool. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, posts. Yeah. Uh, which I know that uh, Matthew Kane used to make his uh, herald or something like that. It mm. looks awesome. So I thought eventually I could just switch out the, the top or something and make it like so it's so it stands out. It's clearly like not the same as the uh, as the Vexilla. Yeah. So but next next cool. level resin addiction buying yeah. Primark for his for his base one, one part of his base. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna bother with Gilman. I'll, I'll <laughs> it would be cool though to like uh, to build him and then um, as, paint him as like a statue. Like a, a marble <laughs> statue or something, and just having as a piece of terrain. Holy <laughs> fuck, that would be cool. Yeah, kind of. His post is a fucking statue. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. I mean, that that makes more sense than him as a fighting model. Sort of. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, so that's the jet bikes, and I'm also working on some scouts, um, which oh, are yeah. oh. or re recon marines, I guess, in scout armor. Uh, and for scout armor, I'm using this from, uh, I always forget, uh, Puppets of War, I think is the right. some base Romans that look really, really awesome. All right, uh, you got you to gotta send me a link to that. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, they're going to be sweet. Uh, they look like, uh, yeah, they really look like Ultramarine scouts, I feel like. I hope people will be okay with them. Uh, and, then, and then for arms, I'm Take them off the table. <laughs> You're not getting workshop. <laughs> well, there are no. Well, I'm not going to use Games Workshop Scout armor. Chad. Dad armor. <laughs> the the Chads. Chads. With the uh, fucking sport uh, cusp or balls. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. Not these guys. These guys have like Paturgis hanging over their balls. It's really <laughs> nice. So I'm using the uh, Tempestus Scions or Scions, Scions. Um, their arms because they're holding like this. Uh, Hotshot last rifle or something. Oh, yeah. That's like a cool scope. Uh, and then I'm just going to switch it out so it doesn't look like it's shooting last, but it's shooting like solid rounds. Uh, but um, so they're going to be armored snipers? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think I'm going to give them all snipers. Although, speaking of what, uh, let's just check a bit quick here. Legion Recon Squad, right? Yeah. So you buy five of them for 100 points. Uh, they can take recon armor for free. They gain four plus save and infiltrate and move to cover. That's so. That's nice. That's what I wanted. Uh, and it's not okay. But they start with bolter and bolt pistol, but they can take a sniper rifle for five points. Shotgun, eh, 
Chainsword Cox Combat Blade. Mm. Um, Camellio line. That might be. Is that like plus two cover? Is it Shroud? Yeah. So, so definitely, definitely that. Um, because they have cloaks. So. Uh, and uh, melter bombs, I think definitely also because then they could be really like saboteurs and they would be like a pain in the ass. Uh, what else? But you can't give them like okay, the sergeant can take a hand flamer combi weapon. No, I don't think so. I think I will give them all sniper rifles actually. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know if you want to give them melter bombs in that case, though. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll see how expensive they get. The, the idea is to use them for the Ultramarines rule that whatever they shoot at, anything else gets like plus one or reroll to hit that yeah. thing. Or, so we're going to be like tile pathfinders. With more yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone loves that, right? That's, that's something we're missing in 30k, I think. <laughs> uh, because, because then I thought eventually I could have two squads of five. They could just, you know, infiltrate them somewhere and they just sit there and like, pew, pew, shoot at this thing. And like, oh, okay. And maybe sometime they can snipe out a character or something. Yeah. I guess, how good would they be at killing like a sergeant in, in a normal squad? So, uh, you need sixes to be able to single it out. So you have and five then shots. you still get lookouts, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, five shots. Uh, say that one of them you can choose then to allocate to the sergeant. Then the sniper, so you need to roll a six to get rending, right? Or yeah. AP two, because probably the, the uh, yeah, that's the only way to kill the, the sergeant. And then they need a to fail a four up lookout. Yeah. So it, it could probably happen once in my lifetime, but um, <laughs> it's a bit sad. I feel like that would be cool if sniper rifles worked more like sniper rifles. That you always, I mean. It, for, say that you could allocate every shot with the sniper rifle, would that make them too OP, do you think? Yes, I, oh. I do. Okay, damn it. Uh, but yeah, they need something more, like maybe allocate some four up or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I could see that. I don't yeah. know. Jens runs <laughs> them and he says that they're underwhelming, but they're cool. Okay, uh, well, yeah, it's nice. Um, but I got enough parts from the Tempestus Science to make like five five guys with the with the bodies uh, from them. So I'm gonna make five guys and use in like yeah, this role play Necromunda style thing eventually. I think like a enforcer thing. All right, cool. It's a motivation. I need to build them so I can start playing on my Somertalis board so I can finish the Somertalis board. Sort of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to I want to DM people and they they like. I want five people to play, and they each control one of them. It's like one heavy guy, one healer, and then it's like a sort of Necromunda-esque uh, rules, and they just go through this uh, crazy ship, and there's like cultists and, and stuff, and they have to fight it. Uh, that's something I want to do. Uh, because I had this, uh, this vision, but I understood like, yeah, <laughs> after we talked last time, like, yeah. That, uh, that you maybe are more into the, the larger scale of the game, and I'm more into the, the smaller scale of the game. Uh, for, for example, like uh, Battlefield Gothic, it's more like it's a, you, you sort of zoom out. It's the, the large scale. You have like huge ships, and it's more about like tactics and how to maneuver and stuff, and I, I can't handle that. I'm <laughs> how this works. Uh, so I think, would, would you agree? Would you say that you would probably like Epic and that stuff also? I mean... Yeah, I would. 
I mean, I I do like the small scale as well, but yeah, I mm. appreciate the large scale games a lot. Yeah, because you uh, played uh, that. Uh, what is that World War Two game? Called? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about that as well. Uh, I think it's called like, Day of Days, where you uh, just have like these, uh, like one inch by one inch tiles that have like a number. Oh, this is the third regiment of the twelfth uh, division. Um, yeah. And you st- stack them on top of each other, and like that's <laughs> super intense and really cool. And I, like, yeah. it's, it's very abstract though. So it's, yeah, but also that uh, Hearts of Iron, the game you play, also is a bit like that. That for strategy on a high level. Yeah. Well, and I think I'm more of a like I would rather have just a like one miniature. Is like oh this guy, he's like blah blah blah, and you know, it sounds like JP from uh, Age of Darkness. Like, oh, he's. <laughs> One day away from his retirement, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, his wife is waiting for him back home on the porch, on that uh, agri world that they, they lived on. <laughs> Name it sad, Sergeant Johnson, Sergeant Johnson. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm also like, mm, what, what else? Do I, have? I have so much plastic here, just waiting to be built. Yes, um, I have two uh, apothecaries that I want to build. And uh, then I also have like a lot of spare, uh, super nice uh, yeah, bodies from the command squad. So that's why I wanted to ask you uh, about consoles, like uh, because I'm I'm thinking about making some consoles. Yeah. Uh, the leader of my force is going to be, of course, uh, uh, Marius Aurelius. No, not Marius Aurelius. What is Maximus Decimus Meridius? <laughs> uh, and he's going to be on a jet bike. But uh, I thought I would have some consoles. So uh, first of all, we have the librarian. I don't know. I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> Leave that to the thousand sons. The emperor said no, so I will not take one. <laughs> right. Uh, Master of signal. Th- this one I'm interested in because I don't have one for my emperor's children. Yeah. And so he can be really good in centurion, like that bombardment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can miss like I did against you. Or I yeah. can hit like I did against Niklas and he just totally wiped a 10-man squad and a Dreadnought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really intense. And didn't you, you know, the D3, didn't you get three? Old? Yeah. <laughs> was, he did really good in your, in your games on the Istvan, I feel. Yeah. Uh, did, it, because he killed a lot when we played together there against... Uh, oh, yeah, that was, that, that's the one you talked about. Against yeah. Yeah, the the thing about him is, uh, I I have to have him with the black breathing, so I yeah. can get away from it. And mm-hmm. the beginning, I was like, oh fuck this guy, I don't want to use him. Yeah, uh, for like regular games and stuff. But then I noticed that, wait, he can take a jump back, so suddenly he's really fucking useful. Because uh, not only does he can he bring down a bombardment, they can also boost the ballistic skill of a close by unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, is it plus one, right? Right. So you would. Yeah. So could you place him with like a rapier squad? Would that be nice? Or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that. I so. Think that's uh, yeah, he's hitting shit on two plus, really harsh, and uh, you can put him next to uh, heavy weapons squads as well, or support weapons squads. And since he has a jump pack, he can move around between a lot of different units. Ah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you gave him that. Hmm. You cannot take. Uh, bike or jet bike, that doesn't make sense anyway. <laughs> he can't but, uh, hit. 
You cannot take a power fist I think and you can take a combo. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think I would definitely build one of these guys and have him like holding the backfield with rapiers or a heavy support squad or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that, that, yeah, one of those. Uh, champion, I don't know. Is <laughs> the, the suck. Yeah. <laughs> wow, weapon skill six. <laughs> so he can kill other consoles. But how much is he? Like 30 points upgrade or something? Yeah, 35. Yeah, Massive. and, and he, had one, he had one weapon Massy crafted yeah. and one more weapon skill. Uh, Adela Goddess is 15 points and you also get one weapon <laughs> Massy crafted and you can take a right of war. Yeah, yeah. No, I will, I will skip this guy. Uh, uh, the Primus... only thing is that in the uh, Mark III command squad upgrade, you get that awesome guy who is like drawing, half drawing a uh, power sword. Oh, yeah. So he looks sort of like a champion. But... Yeah. He could be any guy with a power sword. He could be a veteran sergeant. Yeah. Um, hmm? Then you have the Primus Malikay. It's good. Yeah. Good with Terminators. Uh, he's good because he's just like a close combat character that also gives a buff. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I don't have any initial plans. I mean, I could be a dick and have one with my jet bike squad to make that <laughs> even more... But I, I don't feel like I should do that, not initially at least. And you I should play uh, Iron Hands as well. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, don't be that guy. <laughs> no, but and then, um, like, I have two apothecaries that I want to field with my breachers. So they're going to be pretty tough anyway. So, mm, yeah, maybe. Mm, maybe. But he's nice. Uh, but uh, a Forge Lord, I'm actually thinking about. Yeah, they're cool. Oh, well, no, wait. No, uh, Siege Breaker, sorry. But Forge Lord. Ah. Right. Ah. Ah. Forge yeah, Lords are cool, though. Yeah, they are cool, but I mean, it, okay, so they have like servo arm and they have battlesmith and stuff, but it doesn't make sense because my force is like a centurion. I won't have any vehicles for him to fix. No, but he, uh, uh, I mean, if you he can control servo arm, so if yeah. servo arm, then that's like uh, when you can repair stuff, but you can also take uh, uh, conversion beamer. Uh, I think you can mm -hmm. take something else as well, or can you skip that? Maybe, maybe oh, because, yeah, he's. Yeah, he is like a tech marine, so I guess. Uh... But he can also, which I think is really cool, he can take a, a unit of uh, Mechanicum as heavy support. Either a Thalax mm -hmm. unit or a Castellax or a Vorax unit. I think. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And this is cool, actually, because I was looking at these different ones, because there's also the Pravian you yeah. can take a unit with, but he has to walk around with them. This guy doesn't, and the Praven can only take a unit of Vorax and Castellax, I think. So you can only take uh, like real robots, while the Thalax huh. uh, are cyborgs, and they, they're a lot more mobile. They're jetpacks. Jet huh. So, what is like the you'd feel like a Praven with robots, but uh, well, I guess he has some extra rules that makes them a bit better, but. Yeah, they, they get the Legion rules. Oh, okay, that's true. Which for Ultramarines is nothing. So, <laughs> maybe not. But that, okay. But um, I, I really gonna, I'm gonna make a Siege Breaker. And I'm gonna put him, let's see, so I, I'm allowed to, yeah, I'm gonna put him in uh, uh, Terminator armor. And I'm gonna have him just walk with my Fulmentaris Terminators. And, like, mm. zoom, zoom, and give them Tank Hunter and Wrecker. That's cool. Uh, and also converts these rules to the 
heavy weapon shooting attacks of any infantry unit they join. Yeah, that's that would work. But is it really necessary in Centurion though? I don't know. I just I have like an extra awesome uh, Praetor model from the Praetor kit in Terminator armor. Oh, so I just okay. want to model him like it. And I thought it would be cool. Like he's he's like the the heavy guy. He's like he's in arm Terminator armor, and he says, I'm, I'm, "I'll break anything for you." <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it. <laughs> On the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> oh fuck, that's his name. Oh, he's baptized already. Works so, uh, how many points do you have for your ultramarines that you're planning to building? I don't know. I could make like a two. I think like they, if I if I uh, would build the, the second uh, breacher squad. And how much would you? Have? Uh, two uh, two and a half thousand points. I think two and a half thousand. Yeah. Holy shit. But it, because the breachers are super expensive, especially if you, it depends if you give them all melt bombs and stuff. So it can vary a lot. Mm. I could probably build like a three thousand point uh, list. Damn. Also. But I mean, the, the amount that is assembled is not that much. <laughs> yeah, because so, felt yeah. like you like you had your uh, preacher squad, yeah. rapiers, and now your full Montarius. Yeah. And it feels like that's like a thousand points or something, you know less. Yeah, than... you're probably right. And now jet bikes, Praetor, recon, and maybe some extra guys. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a cool army though. Yeah, it's gonna a chaplain. Oh fuck! That, I I was thinking that's good. I'm gonna get a, a chaplain because he can like walk with a, a breacher squad and just buff them or something. Make them yeah. fearless. They are like chaplain is one of the best. I think. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't like chaplains. Do you think they're too like, good? It just feel like uh, they're just they're they are their rules and nothing else. Like ah, uh. they don't really have a good story behind them to be you know, like. Any force. To keep like, like um, morale high. Yeah, but it feels like so characterful that like they have this super solid guy. Yeah. But it feels like he doesn't really fit in with the the whole the whole thirty k setting somehow. It just feels so forty k. And oh yeah, I guess I could model him like a drummer, like a musician mus <laughs> from like uh, fantasy, you know. Like oh, it's so nice. And I always feels like whenever people take uh, that guy, it's like, yeah, it's just to give me like this unit reroll because it's super good. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and I mean, maybe I may be the wrong person to complain because my army most of the time has hatred anyway. And mm -hmm. I'm not really a close combat uh, army. Yeah. But it's like, I do understand that close army, a close combat army is really needless because like hatred is so fucking powerful mm -hmm. and fearless as well. Mm. So it is a really good buff, but I just think it's a bit boring that it's connected to this character that yeah you know, feels a bit out of place. But if I take him, if I take him with a breacher squad, like breachers are not very good in close combat. Well, they're good defensively, but they're not good offens offensive because they just have like one attack. Yeah. Uh, but why would he have him though? Yeah, because it's cool. Because he's like this. Uh, he's I, he's like an ancient of the legion or something, and he's like yeah, just oh, it's that guy. He's like the survivor of blah blah blah. Like, oh, I love having him in our squad. Like everyone is just happy when he's with them. He will never break. Or something. <laughs> and I have the breacher special guy from uh, Fortworld that model. So I want to, I want to, I want to use him. The breacher sergeant. I want to use him as captain. Anyway, with the breacher shield, can they get that? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Ooh. You could, uh, oh. <laughs> could use them with your Fomentaris. Give them defensive grenades. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to be in the shield formation. He's going to help. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Vigilator mm, could be sort of cool if I take some Recon Marines. I don't really know uh, if it feels that it fits the, the theme very well. Uh, uh, Moritat also seems a bit no, no, nothing the, the Ultramans would, would like. Uh, Praving, we talked about Delegatus, definitely is a good choice, I think, just to unlock Rights of War, but I don't have any rights or in mind yet, so that guy would just be a cool, cool looking guy. Uh, and but the Herald, because now I have a banner left, so I should definitely do a Herald also, yeah. Also, let's take a right of war. I think that's the main thing about it. Okay, nice. Uh, and uh, I think he gives. Then I guess he yeah. gives a plus one weapon skill to everyone within twelve. I think for loyalists. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ah, oh, it's the loyalist banner. Bad. <laughs> no, but it would be. No, that would be nice. So I could have like a, a praetor on a bike, say chaplain with one breacher squad, and a herald with the other squad, or something. Yeah, kind of cool. Could, any... uh, I mean, rules wise, it would be enough, I think, to buff both of those creature squads. Because <clears throat> if you're weapon skill five, you're going to be hitting on threes most of the time, anyways. So it's not as necessary to have a chaplain as well to give them rerolls. Yeah, no, that's why I would split them up. So I would have one in each squad. I would have two squads or something. Yeah. All the characters. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's nice. <laughs> well, I, I, I will build them, and then I have the option of bringing. Some of them I could exchange, right? <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to try to have Leon on. So with that said, let's go to some music and come back and talk about immersion. Yes.
we're back and the gods be praised because we actually got Leon to, on the phone. Hallelujah! Holy shit! That's what How I said. Third time's a charm. How does technology work? I don't know. This time it did work. Does any one of you know actually how a microphone works, like technologically? No. Uh, is it like a membrane that converts movement vibration into like numbers or something? I have no fucking idea. It's it's just scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then it goes through cyberspace, and then on the other end, there's like something that takes the numbers and make them back into vibrations and mimics isn't that even more scary that like the speaker is like mimicking your voice yeah and it's doing it well if if it could do it what says like uh, <laughs> like a sasquatch couldn't do it or <laughs> <laughs> an ai about to uh, you know trick you into stealing all your money or something oh shit yeah you get like a phone call and, and it sounds like it's your mother or something oh honey exactly. I, need, I really need you to transfer that money right now or something yeah <laughs> In the future, in a dark future. Dark mechanicum. That's what happened in uh, the years from now. Age of Strife. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, that's the true. AI became so smart that it could uh, sound like your mom wanting money. <laughs> it's, uh, it sounded like a Nigerian prince and it stole everyone's money. <laughs> God damn it. That's why the emperor hates AI. Yeah. But that's not why we brought Leon on, because we're going to talk about immersion. Uh, and just to clarify, so I guess immersion is that like how to get into the game, how to feel like you're a part part of the 30k universe. Is that is that sort of the meaning we're going for? Yeah. To get a feel for the game itself and the background of it. Exactly. The fluff. It's sort of like the the emotional feel that you get in the background and you you can get immersion in uh, in any kind of sort of cultural experience like watching a movie for example and you feel really invested in in the characters yeah. that's a form of immersion for example yeah so it, it's not just down to gaming it can be uh, you know it can be movies it can be books um, theater yeah video games <laughs> Video games? <laughs> no, <laughs> not video games. No, video games. <laughs> God damn it. A good book. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Nothing beats a good book, right? No, exactly. Uh, so, but yeah. how, did, how did you come to think of this topic, um, uh, like, related to 30K? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was in a game store together with my younger brother, and uh, we were looking at board games because he he was really um, he was out shopping and he wanted to buy a board game, mm -hmm. and uh, he just he started whining about them not having enough immersion, like <laughs> any of the ones that he saw, and then it kind of, it it just clicked with me that you know I've been talking about immersion when it comes to Nordic LARP, for example. And that's something that we use um, like a lot to describe the emotional feeling that we get when we're in the game. But yeah. I've never really thought that board games can have immersion. And then I realized, okay, so of course board games have immersion, and then wargaming also have a huge bit of immersion. And I realized also that that's something that's very important to me as well. So. 
when my younger brother started whining about it, I, I kind kind of started thinking about kind yeah just experiences that break immersion and what that does for a game for you. And yeah, this just this continued to occupy my mind for a while. And then I thought it would be a cool topic to to talk about on, on your yeah part. yeah definitely. I think sometimes maybe maybe you don't even think about that. Oh, this is breaking my immersion. It's just sometimes you're like, oh, this game sucked, and you're not yeah, you're yeah, not exactly. thinking like, why why did it suck? But then when you think, oh, because it didn't make sense. Like it didn't feel. It was just. This is such a big part of the hobby as well that you kind of don't think about. It's just always there. It's like if we would just mm -hmm. have a discussion about the models themselves, like, oh, how are they made or how they look yeah. like, because it's such a huge part of the game, and especially. Yeah. 30k, I think. And it, exactly, that's what I feel too. That it, like 30k has a bigger part of immersion, and it's definitely down to like all of the books that Black Library has written for for the universe. And you know, we we just don't play the game. We kind of immerse ourselves in it by reading the books and reading the lore and you know, looking at the miniatures and painting them the way they are supposed to look. Like, all of this creates this immersive feeling that you're in the universe and everything fits together perfectly with the vision in your head that you had, yeah. but also on the tabletop, what you're seeing in front of you. And, and when it even, you know, when the rules and your gaming experience, what you experience on the tabletop, when all of those, like, four parts fit, Mm -hmm. Then you have like the perfect immersive experience of a war game. Oh, okay. So there's like a, there's a lot of puzzle pieces that you can work with to to increase this feeling. And yeah, it's important to <laughs> For some people, it might not be important, but for others, it, it might be a huge deal. Yeah, I feel like we should uh, break it down into like the different parts and talk about them uh, separately a bit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely, we we can we can definitely discuss that. But I think yeah, it's uh, that's not something that I've thought about a lot, and it uh, I think I need your or we need to discuss a bit on how to tease them apart <laughs> because yeah. they're also very much entwined. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think uh, we can start with uh, just like uh, the background and hype because like the game. So this kind of a, like a historical wargaming, like made up historical wargaming thing. It's like. You try to and emulate something that's already happened. Like even if you have your own made-up battles, of course, you, it's not like you recreate Estonian Five over and over again. But yeah. it's like you read the books and then you get an idea about like how they were fighting and what they were feeling when they were fighting, and then you try and emulate that on the tabletop. So yeah. it all started with the books as well. So like we've been trying to recreate what we read like way before the rules came out with the Horse Heresy series. Exactly. So I think a good good place to start is the the novels. Mm. It's like a and combination of the novels, black <coughs> and like yeah, visions of heresy, or it's just, I mean, uh, how long has it how, how long is it since they started with this fluff? Was it in the eighties? Uh, first mention of Horus Heresy was in uh, Space Marine game, I think, uh -huh. epic game. It just feels um, like. It's one of like among because there's a lot of different franchises out there, but it just feels like it's yeah. one of the best. Uh, like it's just so much, so yeah. much information. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right about that because it's been going on for so long mm. uh, that lets them like add more and more stuff, and then 
add more and more detail and eventually you just have so much detail that you have like a filled universe and like, everything goes back to something else. It's like something about uh, Tolkien's universe for example. Like when you read something and then you read about this guy and then you can like, oh but who's this guy? What's his background? And then you can trace it back like all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Because he's been so precise and like, yeah, and his dad was this guy and he did this and then this dad, dad did that thing and then you can just go back and it really feels like it's kind of a real universe because there's just so much attention to detail. Nothing is just like, yeah, and uh, this kind of happened that time, but then it doesn't make sense because then that thing was supposed to happen. Like mm -hmm. They've had so much time to work on the universe that it kind of feels natural. So. I think you're on to a very good point that it's very much the detailing of it and how it all fits together seamlessly that creates a big part of the immersion. Mm. And I think if you start comparing the 30K universe to the 40K universe, for example, they're created with a, a bit of difference in mind, at least what I can see from, from a distance, and that's that the 40K universe is meant to encompass everything that you as a gamer can imagine yourself uh -huh. and anything that you would like to sort of make up your own story about. So it could be like a small-scale war on the planet or it could be like a really wonky army of orcs worshipping corn or whatever. But in the Horus Heresy setting, it's much more down to like how the puzzle pieces fit together and that there's a sort of almost like a list of rules on how things are supposed to work and that that list is I think at least a lot longer in the 30k universe than in the 40k universe. The 40k universe is a lot more sort of open to your own ideas or influences and the 30k universe is, is very much limited in that re regard but at the same time you have this historical wargaming aspect that you're trying to sort of delve deep into a certain story that already has a very nice framework and not create everything from scratch. Yeah, I guess because it is like, it is a box in the sense that we know how it ends. It's yeah. just, but then on the other hand, it's still like the entire universe that so you could have endless things that they haven't described could still have happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, more or less. Exactly. That's the thing uh, that's um, made up, uh, like, historical wargaming, that there's still room for your own stuff in it. But, yeah. uh, I mean, there are set frames, as you say. You can't do anything. No, exactly. And I think, did, did you guys watch the, the Warhammer TV uh, Twitch um, last week on the Horus Heresy? I watched part of it. Yeah? So... Uh, Andy Hoare, he, he said a, a very sort of um, telling thing that the 40K universe is a setting, but the 30K universe is a story. Oh, so they're, yeah. they're very different from each other in that sense. And I yeah. thought that, that really hit the nail, so to speak. It, it, was a good, it was a good description, at least on how I feel regarding the game. Yeah. And the universe. Another thing about uh, <clears throat> this universe is that, like, uh, the 30k universe is very set, and because it's very set, like, everyone has the same idea what it is. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot easier to, uh, like, immerse yourself when 
other people are also like immersed in the, the exact same story. Because it doesn't break your own immersion. You know, yeah. when you're fighting an army that and it works the way you expect it to work, and the, the opposing player plays it the way you expect it to play, and the models look the way you expect them to be, you know, it all fits together. And that that creates immersion, definitely. And there's a lot less of breaking the immersion when everything is up to your expectations, so to speak. Yeah, and then that, that's when it becomes more of an experience and less of just a game. Yeah. I remember playing like 40k, and then you would have this really cool idea about the faction you want to create. Like, oh yeah, they have this background story, and they've been fighting here, and they have this equipment. And then you face like an opponent that has like a totally different idea of what uh, their army is like, and like where they are fighting, and how they work. And it's just like, alright, whatever, I guess we'll just throw dice. And then it becomes just more of a game and less of a shared uh, game experience. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this also kind of fosters a very good, uh, a good-spirited gaming community that you have like a, an immersive aspect of the game, and that everybody shares the same vision that you want to recreate. I think that's really cool, and that's a very powerful thing when it comes to the 30k gaming experience. It has to, as long as uh, well, it, it could also though tend to like people could be a bit like, oh well, mm -mm, come to this, right? <laughs> Which you know. <laughs> For good and bad, also, right? I mean, we have been called like an elitist uh, community sometimes. Yeah. Which I think uh, we should sort of be proud of and sort of be aware <laughs> of, maybe. Like, because we, we shouldn't back off and be like, uh, no, of course you can bring your uh, your your Tao and, and play with them. We just, uh, you know, uh, we just make up a, a setting for them. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Whereas. Uh, mm. Well, I I moved from uh, like after I played 4K when I became kind of dis disillusioned, I moved over to Science of War. So like I've already had this transition period where I just accepted that historical wargaming is something different, and I like really enjoy it now. After, mm. but it takes a while. Like after playing something where you're completely free to just come up with anything. Yeah. As you said, like an open universe to go to a story, mm. uh, and try and like frame your army within that. And, this takes a while, but it's very enjoyable. I like because <clears throat> you have these frames to box you in and what you can do. But I think they they also help you like a lot in like supporting wheels on a bike, just to be able to come up with your own story as well. Because you have so much background to take from, and it fits into like some something that someone else previously wrote. And yeah, it's just feels nice to play something that would actually have a place in a universe that other people also accept that you just have this crazy idea and then everyone's like, okay, whatever, well, here's my other crazy idea. Yeah, because the difference there is doing it together or doing it by yourself, I think. Yeah. You, it's an experience together with your uh, yeah, playmate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or your playdate. Oh, <laughs> dudes looking for dudes <laughs> to play a historical board game. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, it's it's definitely cool. But do you think it's um, do you think it can be negative with too much immersion? Like, what can be the negative aspects of it? Well, it's like uh, uh, like those events that we've been talking about. If you have like specific events for a specific event. Uh, uh, like in the story, Cal. like having an Istvan event or something, yeah. or Kalt, and like you would have like a very 
niche setting within a niche. So, like, some people might not enjoy the narrative. If people look at 30K and like, yeah, it's cool, but kind of wish there were aliens. I get got that a lot in the early days when I started 30K. Like, yeah, I wish you could play Eldar. I wish you could play my orcs. Like, yeah, like, I don't want them in the game. And, like, you can do 40K for that. So you kind of limit it in who wants to play the game. But yeah. then, like, those that are left playing the game are really into it. So mm. it's both a plus side and a negative side. Like a balancing act. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I, when I started getting interested in the heresy, it was when they released Angron from Forgeworld. And, yeah. you know, the first time a Primarch sort of enters the model, yeah. um, that was sort of a, a tipping point for me when I seriously started uh, rethinking it. But even at that point, just because it was all Space Marine versus Space Marine, I I had no sort of intention of getting involved because that frankly did not speak to me. Like, I'm very much the alien fan, usually, and um, I really I really like being creative, but at the same point, at the same time, I think I have this sort of a little bit of an elitist asshole in me that sort of want these rigid rules and I want to follow them and I want to see other people follow them just because I know that if you do it together it can be become such so much more of a, a of like a, a wider experience that you can really create something together and that's something I have like witnessed myself in the LARP community for example oh. uh, with with certain groups that uh, come together and arrange very strict games where you have, you know, you have a dress code, you have a certain way you have to act and speak to each other, and everybody buys into this, and then the immersive aspect of it just totally over overwhelms you, and it becomes a lot, a lot, lot cooler. Yeah. Um, and if you like immersion, then uh, I think rules are. Um, are very good to have. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of rules, should we move into uh, like the rules aspect of immersion as well? Because I think that's also mm -hmm. really important. Like, mm -hmm. like when you're playing the game, that the rules feel like uh, they're uh, a way of uh, representing actual events and not just game mechanics. Yes. And this is really important for me. Yeah. Is like when you're firing when you're firing a cannon. Uh, does it feel like this is something that could happen? Like, does it look mm -hmm. proportionate? If I fire my Fellblade cannon into a Rhino, it should explode, right? Yeah. Uh, doesn't happen all of the time. So, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care so much about, like, balancing what I'm playing. I just feel, uh, have this feel of, like, if it could happen for real, mostly. I don't really care about the points cost. Just, does it feel right when I do this thing? Yeah. And I think that's really cool too because I I haven't played the new uh, the eighth edition in in 4K so I I don't have much experience with it but people have been saying that if you compare these two systems and the complexity that you get in the Age of Darkness system now mm -hmm. um, I I think that sort of you know armor values and um, yeah different APs on weapons and and whatnot. It kind of 
increases the level of immersion because of the detailing. Yeah. So yet, yet again, like with the story and the background, the more details you have, uh, and the more it will sort of fit together. Yeah. And like, yeah, you, you need to think of how you position your tank and uh, you actually fire from where the gun is and not just anywhere on the tank and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. can help. And that That's really, like that increases the visual aspect of it too, because you have to really move around the models as you expect them to uh, to function on the battlefield too, which is cool. Yeah, I I just get so pissed when people are uh, talking about new editions. This is going on for like forever. Every new edition, it's like, yeah, it's easier and it takes less time. And I'm like, what? Why would I want my game to take less time? Like the longer <laughs> it takes, the more immersed I get, and like the more exciting it gets to the end. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, but, yeah, I get it when it can draw out time and people are like, yeah, I only have time to play this game for 20 minutes each day. Like, well, you're ruining my experience by fucking taking down so much detail from a game. Yeah, but I, I also very much believe that there's got to be somewhat of a balance because in my experience, the, the rules themselves, and if they're too complex and you don't get them and the game doesn't run smoothly, that can also break immersion because then you got to step out of your experience and oh, yeah, read, read through the rules in the books and flip through pages and and you, you kind of break from it's like you know going making popcorn for <laughs> for when watching the movie just in the middle yeah. um, nobody wants to do that right you want to have them with you from the start and just yeah. Yeah. hang out and immerse yourself that makes sense. <laughs> I think yeah, like most of those uh, uh, times, though, like either you learn them after a few times, or if they're still stupid, then you stop using them. I think like, the 30k community is really good at just <clears throat> coming up with solutions themselves for games. Like, oh, this doesn't work. Then fuck it, let's not use it because it doesn't make sense. Like the the whole multi bomb thing when that FAQ came, the people were like, well, this is just stupid. It doesn't make sense. To the like the immersion of the game, so let's mm -hmm. just ignore it and use all the bombs. <clears throat> all the bombs, just clamp yeah. them all over. Uh, when, so, do you guys think that there can be other aspects that we need to be aware about that can break the immersion? I mean, uh, like if we yeah, if we move along from the rules, um, I would say that uh, well the if we go into like the as like modeling and painting, I think is is one part because if you're facing white scars, you don't expect them to be blue, for example, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that you need to be an expert painter to play this game because I think most people I've I've, I've met they like to they want to make their legion justice or something, mm. and uh, therefore they. Um, I mean, they, they do their really best and they paint really nice armies. And I think that's, you know, you, I want to see, when I play, I want to see like an army, like a fully painted at least army. Uh, and then usually people make them look gorgeous also, which is just a bonus. Uh, but th I think that's a, an important part, like the, the visual part, right? Yeah. I think the, the visual aspect is really important, but it doesn't necessarily have to be down to the the detailing of the miniatures, like you could still have a sort of very simply painted army as mm -hmm. long as it fits those requirements for how you 
imagine them to be. Yeah. If you if you guys follow me, like if if you'd have a Death Guard army, for example, and okay, um, you know you you can paint them really easily, but if, if they're very nicely painted but doesn't really fit the theme, like if they were not grimy and dirty, for example, but like shiny and bright, but really awesomely nicely painted, that would also kind of break the immersion because you step out of what uh, you you step back from your expectations. Yeah, and they're not met up by what by what you experience visually. Well, I I totally agree with that. I I, I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm happy to play anyone that has their army painted like in the right colors. I don't care <clears throat> to what standard they're painted. No, I mean, exactly. yeah, you you want them tabletop, of course, but it's like as long as they're painted in the right way, then I'm happy to play anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so the model aspect is is something that's important, I think, to to a lot of us, and and also then playing painted, playing painted armies, and um, painted terrain, right? Like, uh, I feel like yeah. there's so many times that people bring awesome armies, and then you end up playing on like a green fantasy ta mat or something. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. a and it's like, oh, god damn it, <laughs> you know, you want to be on the Forge World's display base uh, or yeah, something like that. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, your your terrain uh, collection is the is the army that you use every time. So that's the most important army you have. Oh, poetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, they, they should hire you, and you should sell terrain. For <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can definitely sell the, these aspects. Uh, I, I believe at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now we're going through like the background fluff and the rules tying in and the models. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, like yeah, it's always down to the guy you're playing. I think for immersion. Yeah. Because uh, you can get immersed yourself, and they, I, that's also like important thing that you yourself like. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah. So, like, is your army up to standards? Are they painted the correct way? Are you <laughs> like? Immersed in the lore, mm. and yeah, and then it's just down to the person you're playing as well. Yeah, and and that you guys share expectations and um, what you want the game gaming experience really to be for the evening or whatever, or or for the convention or wherever you're playing. You know, if if people get together and they have the same idea of what they're gonna do. If it's a casual game, if it's uh, playing out a certain story plot or an event that happened in the in the history of the heresy, then uh, as long as you, both players are on the same page and have the same expectations, I think that's also very key to uh, to hit that immersion. Yeah. Um, and, and by that, you can also kind of set the level of it, whether you want to uh, be really immersed in it or or just you know, have have more of a game um, than a, a story, I guess, for for the time being at least. Oh, if it's just like yeah, playing, yeah, playing to win, play, like playing a like playing a, a board game or a, I mean, this is strategy game. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, like the the people are playing with. Reenactment experience. Yeah. Grandeur. Yeah, the people are like playing against the most is like. Well, I mean, of, of course everyone wants to win, but 
when when it's more like oh yeah no, like yeah oh we're our legions are like hated enemies yeah this is gonna be nice it's gonna be like you know that time of blah 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 and then you know oh shit they died oh god damn it well you know blood will flow anyway so I'm happy <laughs> another way to like make this happen like make immersion play happen at events and stuff and the ties into the rules like just the victory conditions oh yeah if they feel like uh, if they're driving the story forwards or if they're if they just feel gaming like they, the basic missions that are in the book are the missions that most people play because then they know oh we'll have a balanced game and it'll be good but like, I really like is making up my own mission sometimes. Like, oh, I need to capture this place in this uh, table because it looks like this is what could have happened or something. Yeah. Uh, and also at events, if the TOs like make up their own missions, uh, like at uh, Lincoln now, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And I said this before, I complained about some of Freddy's missions before, but these ones were really fucking good because they focus so much on uh, the story and like your character uh, mm. and what they do and like uh, winning challenges and stuff and just driving the story forward and that helps like immersion a lot because then you can like relax because I was like when you're playing if, like because you are trying to win the games and then yeah. yeah I could do this really epic thing or I could just stand on the objective here that doesn't really make sense and it's just like a a round base standing in the middle of a field <laughs> So making like narrative missions helps a lot yeah. with the narrative as well. A, a USB stick that you need to get. That's like yeah. the standard. Oh, I need to download this data. <laughs> yeah. but, or also like War of Lies seems a bit like, oh, we're fighting. And then, oh, well, you won because the, we rolled dice about it in the end. Or yeah. that that, I feel like that takes away the immersion. I mean, what was the point? It's <laughs> <laughs> lies. It all. It's all lies. It's all lies. Um, yeah. So you just go out and find some interesting missions as well. It's going to help a lot with immersion. Yeah. And and for all, I mean, design your own missions too. That's yeah. that's very cool. There's so many in the black books that you can you can just saturate yourself with inspiration and then um, go out and and create some some cool missions, mm. and missions that, that function with your army. you got to think of it from that perspective, too. Like, what steps can you take to increase the immersive experience that you're having? Mm. If you're fighting for something that's important to your army that fits sort of with the background of your particular force or with your legion or whatever, then yeah. that's going to create more immersion, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. I always come to think about, like, you know, when you think about some mission that you'd like to, to play, or like a, I, I always think about either like a, a wave assault thing, or, or you know, something like a last stand, when it's like you just have to, the more turns you can hold the enemy here, the, the more points you get, but like you're gonna lose. But you know, yeah. I, I, like yeah. those missions are really cool. Yeah, and why is that? Yeah, I don't know, it's just so poetic, like the last stand, you know, hold! Or, or when it's like uh, you, the defender deploys on the entire board and you have like, first there's like trenches and then there's a city wall or something and you're just being pushed back slowly. Oh, yeah. I would love, yeah, I love that. I, th I think it's easy to get immersed because you don't have to struggle to win. 
Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I'm, I'm not that gamey, so and I usually lose. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of, I, I, I like the missions, or I also like if, if I'm say the bad guy, for example, when it's like it doesn't matter if I win or not. I'm just gonna play like the bad guy. Um, yeah. Because it's much easier. It's just like, well, don't care about objectives and stuff like that. Just be like, do things that would make sense. Like, aha. Yeah, and that's like. When you, when you play games and you can say, like, yeah, I lost the game, but I, I won the moral victory. That happens a lot. Like, as long as, like, you believe you did, like, the coolest thing, yeah, exactly. then you're a winner in my book. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, when I played uh, Warhammer Fantasy, I, I started off playing elves. Like, I had a wood elf army. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the background for the elves is always that they're they're the best fighters. They're superhuman, and uh, you know they they can shoot someone in the eye with a bow and arrow from 200 meters. Mm-hmm. And I would like continuously lose because I'm not a very tactical war gamer at all. And I wasn't that so that I came from a 40k background, and I had that skirmish level kind of way of playing. And um, yeah, it just it just didn't fit too too well with the rules. But losing all the time with that army made me enjoy it a lot less. And not because I was losing the game, but because I felt like I was losing out on immersion. Because I was expecting, you know, I had the vision of the elves being the super soldiers and winning all the time. Oh. But that of course did not happen because I wasn't a good enough sort of tactical gamer to win my games. Mm. And then when I started playing Skaven instead, which are essentially, you know, complete underdogs and always lose in all of the stories, <laughs> and the whole point of them is turning tail and just running the hell away. Yeah. And I lost my games and I I highly enjoyed myself. I thought that <laughs> that was so much more fun than um, than before. And the yeah. same thing playing with like Greenskins armies where shit just go, yeah, it, it just becomes a, a complete mess of, you know, goblins throwing themselves into the ranks of other <laughs> units and this animosity when, when you start, you know, beating your own soldiers to death. And it's yeah. just, it's so much fun and very characteristic stuff that happens during the game, so it doesn't really matter if you win or not. And if you don't have the expectations of winning either, just, mm-hmm. you know, you have the expectations of playing a characterful or, or very uh, story-driven game, then it, it becomes something else, I think. You can sort of be the bad guy, and, and then you can so, you could even be like, well, story-wise, I want the good guy to win. So you could yeah. be yeah, exactly. for them, because it's like, and then you could be, ah, oh, see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Like, being that guy is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you guys, do you think, taken any steps uh, with your armies to, to increase your level of immersion, like subconsciously, just, you know, the way you've done it? Uh, well, my story of my army is that it's like a reinforcement sent, like we were on their way to this one but didn't get there. So of course I'm playing without fairs, which is a good step in immersion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I want like my army to be set like straight after Istvan. I just think yeah. a lot of people have their armies to be set. Uh, and yeah, you like the units you take for your army that make 
makes it feel like, yeah, this is something that they could have used at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I was also going to say, like, yeah, composition. Sorry, what was that? More to say again. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, um, that for me, army composition is a really big part. Yeah. Uh, like, and we've, we talked about this because we talked about different legions and stuff. Like, if you, if you have white scars, do you expect to see bikes? And mm. I'm not saying that you have to take bikes because, of course, they are a legion, so they would have they would have everything. Like all the legions have everything, but still, you know, some some themes might break immersion because it's like just some it's just too off. It's from what you expect from the novels, maybe. Do you guys yeah. see what I'm I'm saying? And I'm not trying to be like a once again like some elitist here, but you know, it's just. Uh, I don't like it. Oh, that's a, a world leader army. Oh, but they're they're all shooty. They have no close combat units. That that oh that that's uh, that's different. Yeah, yeah for sure. Play, playing in line with the character of your of your legion is definitely something that enhances immersion. I think. Yeah, and I think most people do that because that's why they choose. A legion. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's I, true. I love, I love rampaging and just rushing the enemy. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, then you're a, a good world eater player. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I haven't felt that that this is a problem very much. Um, no, but that's also the way the the armies are designed, more or less, by Forge World. That you know, you have these aspects to them, and I think people tend to choose their army mostly based on the character of the army and not necessarily like the color yeah. um, or, or something along those lines. I choose my army both for the, like, the background and like what I felt also would be like, a good immersive gaming experience because like mm -hmm. I was thinking about like the scale of the game as well and like what would feel right like what kind of army would feel right in scale for this yeah. game. I was thinking it's it's probably gonna be like pretty big games, like two thousand five hundred points or something. And then like a skirmish like a legion that's fit more fit for skirmish battles. Because I was thinking about White Scars as well. But I didn't mm -hmm. feel like they would feel right to play on such a big table when you just mm -hmm. fly around jet bikes than to have like mm -hmm. a tank army because it yeah. felt like it would be more appropriate for that scale and the kind of battles that we would have fought because it would just be like a each battle is kind of a slug just everyone is shooting each other and it's like super intensive and shit exploding everywhere you just I wanted felt. to paint black <laughs> <laughs> admit it <laughs> I do like painting dark colors though <laughs> but uh, yeah so that, that was also part of it like the immersion of uh, having it feel right on a battlefield Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. That's a very nice aspect. I never really thought about that. You know, of course, when you like, uh, there's a lot of room for smaller games or some more tallest games, for example. But most most of the games are set at like a larger, um, larger point set or points match, and um, you know, having, like you said, having having an army that fits. To fight at that point level, at that size, definitely uh, helps with with immersion. I think too. Yeah, if you if uh, if you would have your tanks and then you have like one squad of ten tacticals just running on foot, it's like what? 
what are they doing? They're just yeah. the joggers. They they don't have a rhino. Well, why not? Mm. So it's like oh. Yeah, because it's like when I'm thinking about like the Alpha Legion, like I don't really want to have them myself like to play in a big battle. I would rather like create a story around like a squad or something around. Yeah. Yeah, I I've felt the same way about about the Alpha Legion. I think they like with the new models, they they look super cool, but just having like a full blown army of them wouldn't really suit the Legion as such, since they're so sneaky. Yeah. And and have their own story as being very uh, deceptive and fighting on more small missions and elite with elite units. Yeah. It's almost like we come back to the um, how to set up like missions and stuff and, and, and organizing an event, but it would sort of be nice for to have some mechanic of, you know, um, well, yeah, you're playing a mission and say say that um, say that you two guys are playing and like uh, Nicholas, you're trying to, you just, you're, you have an order to, you know, uh, crush the thousand suns that are on this planet. So you have like, a, you know, kill points or something like that. But then it would sort of make sense that the Thousand Suns have, like, they would have the mission, like, well, we need to find this artifact quick as hell because we're mm. on this planet and we're looking for this thing. That, that would make it, like, you would have different victory points because for the, Alpha, uh, for the, well, for the Thousand Suns, maybe it's not about winning against the Iron Hands in, a, in an open-scale combat. Maybe they have another agenda. And yeah. the Alpha Legion could be similar. Yeah. I think there are some uh, missions like that in the... What are called the Shadow War missions. Oh, nice. They have different objectives. Yeah, that's cool. It's just just an idea, just an idea. Yeah. For, uh, if, as you say, it feels like well, this army doesn't really feel like I should play it in that big game like that. But then you could probably tweak it somehow or make it. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as long as you come up with a, a good enough story or or. Um or background to why you're fighting at that scale and that sort of fits with your idea of it, then yeah. there's no limit. And definitely there's mentions of, of larger battles with, with any legion uh, yeah. participating. So yeah. people shouldn't feel um, limited by that. But just be mindful of it that it, it, it can actually affect how you feel regarding your army. If you mm. choose a particular force and then you, you start collecting and build up a huge... huge um, collection of models and then it just doesn't feel right when you're playing and you if you ask yourself why this might be a reason yeah that's true maybe it, it's kind of good to be mindful of it, these things I think if, if immersion is important to you yeah and that's uh, that, that's why it's so good now that we have like there are so many events and and some of them are dedicated for Centurion or maybe some mortalis and some are just tank battles so it's like catering to, because from the, like, yeah, now you have the option of starting another Legion that you just want to make, like, 2,000 points and play Centurion or something, yeah. uh, which fits with your idea of that Legion, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, uh, the sense of horse there as well, like, to have a bunch of jump pack infantry dudes and just, like, very unique infantry that everyone has their own gear. They're very individual. Yeah. Like, it helps so much to be able to do because they're like Centurion is so big now, so like, he's make that kind of army, and mm -hmm. it helps so much with the immersion of having like a force that feels right. Yeah. Cool. So, Mor Morton, have you taken any pains to uh, to increase immersion in your 
uh, in your um, Emperor's Children? Well, um, like I always try. I don't know. I, well, I guess partly when buying miniatures, it's like well, you know. But I don't have a really clear theme there going. It's not like I have a tank uh, uh, army or something like that. So I feel like I've been able to add. They're one of the legions that are a bit more open, a bit more mm -hmm. sandbox. Like a lot of things work with them, but, but yeah. they're but more a bit more close combat. Uh, so I feel like I always try to play them. And, and then with the rules, like you have to challenge and stuff. So I give all my sergeants like so they should be able to win challenges and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, of course, like I love the idea of slowly turning to Slanesh. So adding in more cacophony guys and uh, these cultists that are sort of Slanesh cultists. That I, I, that, I guess that's sort of the part I'm. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So you add those over time to your army. Yeah, I, on the on the, the battlefield, I constantly betray the immersion by not being perfect perfection <laughs> <laughs> in in tactics. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope, I hope yeah, the people that they, play me they don't kind of have that story about them that they, you know, they're, they're the best at what they do. So yeah. I, I can imagine, like, if if you lose or if if they get beaten, uh, sort of, if your Palatine blades get beaten in close combat, for example, then that kind yeah. of breaks. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. But I, I I hope that my opponents don't feel like, oh, that was that was boring, but. <laughs> No, I always, but I, and, and I'm, uh, I'm more into this, like the the getting super immersed into, you know, I almost want to start speaking as the models, you know, it's like, ah, I am a sergeant, blah blah, you know, and I, I love challenging people. I, whenever I challenge someone, I always have to be, you know, is there anyone worthy in this <laughs> gun to challenge me, a master Dude. of the sword? Uh, you should get like a white glove that you can throw on the uh, ground yeah. <laughs> in front of your opponent yeah. whenever you challenge them. Or <laughs> that just, would be so cool. Or just slap them with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How dare you set foot on the same battlefield as me? <laughs> I should I think one of these, one of these steel reenactment uh, like uh, gauntlets for a for a knight armor, and then you go smack them in the face and <laughs> you challenge them. Shatter their jaw. Or... <laughs> <laughs> it's for immersion, man. It's for immersion. <laughs> uh, no, so I really like that. And I also I tend to get you know when you when you drop a drop pod, it's like I I have to make sound effects. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's the sort of immersion I like. <laughs> sound effect is kind of is kind of cool. Have you guys ever played the um, Played with the soundtrack to your battle. I have against you. That's right. Yeah, we did our Battlefield Gothic game. Hmm? Oh yeah, we had this uh, ambient space music going in the background. That was that that was nice. Maybe that's something for the next. Well, I guess at an event it's too loud anyway. People are talking, so yeah. music wouldn't maybe help. What about uh, having like a soundboard next to it with like this is heavy voltage sound. <laughs> this could really be like. I'm gonna fire at you, and then you just press. <laughs> could be fun. Yeah. That would be cool. Then you have like a button that automatically uh, sort of generates random numbers for your dice. 
you know, so you don't have to roll the dice either. You can just Ooh. press the number of dice you want to have roll and <laughs> oh. up, and then the number of hits you have people screaming in the background too. Yeah. No, but don't take away the dice. That's like part of the immersion. Yeah, it definitely. Is. <laughs> yeah. This guy I don't know that played 40k. He had like played orcs and said, "Yeah, I have so many dice. So I'm just gonna use this app." I'm like what? <laughs> you, you, you're not gonna use dice? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Nicholas, you have you have. What do you play? You play uh, Iron Hands and um, Sons of Horus. Yes. And Morten, you play Emperor's Children and Ultramarines. Eventually, yes. <laughs> Eventually. And you have like a theme for that army. Have you thought about immersion when it came to designing that? Yeah, I mean, it's like fantasy in 30k because it's just <laughs> going to be like a shield wall and then cavalry in the form of jet bikes and artillery. In the, I, I mean, it, I, I always, I've already talked about it. It's basically gladiator in 30k, <laughs> and I, right. I, I, I suspect that it's not going to do very well. But I, I will definitely enjoy playing it. I think. Because, and I just hope that my opponents will think also. I mean, they could be like, well, this is silly. Why wouldn't they have tanks and stuff like that? But I have like a background that they were, they were ambushed and they were on a planet that they actually lost all their, uh, you know, they had to flee into like uh, the mountains and live as skirmishers against the uh, word bearers during the, the dark, their dark crusade or, uh, yeah. and that they wouldn't have access to tanks, but they would do the, it's like, you know, they would of course go to the codex or something, they would be like, hmm, what did Gilliman write about this situation? We have no more vehicles, and we are cornered into these uh, these uh, mountains where we can fight them man to man. Hmm, well, actually, it says about these Romani people uh, that used to fight. They were fearsome warriors in old Terra. Hmm, let's try out their shield formation <laughs> or something. It seems like something the Ultramines would do. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, and kind of place on the whole Roman aesthetic of the Ultramarines too, which yeah, I think I think that will increases immersion. Yeah. So I, I hope that will make up for the it not being the most tactical all the time. But if it's like for a Centurion game, I think it will work pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And Julian, with your uh, thousand sons. Yeah. So I I haven't really the the only thing I. I've thought about when it comes to immersion is that I I'm pissed off on myself <laughs> for buying too many tanks um, <laughs> because I feel a, a lot like they're a legion that's very much bereft of resources mm. and that they're they would be more you know as you said before hitting a planet looking for an artifact or whatnot and then getting the hell out of there and not necessarily getting uh, tied down in, in uh, siege warfare or a, a classic battle as such. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would definitely like to have more flyers and more flying transports. I think that would uh, increase immersion for me. Um, but so far I'm also very happy with having chosen um, Thousand Suns just because they're they're the underdogs, right? They they yeah. get their asses kicked even before the heresy begins, <laughs> and since like even yeah, and and even before that, they were 
you know, the, the other legions looked at them with contempt and fear, and th they've always been sort of on the losing side of things. So mm -hmm. I think when I play them, it feels more okay to lose than, um, than it would if I was playing a, a legion that I would expect to, um, to do better. Yeah. And uh, another thing is this um, that they're actually traitors. So I have this feeling that the traitor forces they can fight against each other a lot more than the loyalist forces can. Yeah. Because it's more in character with their divisions and and the renegade style of of, of life after the heresy. So um, that kind of makes it nice too. I I I still feel like those games when I played. Um, Death Guard or Alpha Legion or whatever that it, it it's been feeling uh, very thematic anyway. I don't think I would feel the same way if I was playing um, Imperial Fists versus Ultramarines, for example. No, that would probably break immersion. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then just uh, I haven't thought too much about uh, about lore. I had some ideas previously that I wanted them to be. Um, like Mechanicum allies and have lots of automata and maybe be uh, one of those few sort of pockets of the Legion that were left on uh, their their um, Sister Forge world, for example. Ah. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't really decided what sort of what storyline to take them down, um, story lane to take them down. We'll, I think we'll see a bit more about that in the, in the future. Yeah, but I think, uh, and I mean, you could always uh, represent, like, if you would play a Prospero campaign, then, of course, you would still have the tanks. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it, it started out with me being uh, buying the Burning of Prospero box uh, just because I wanted to I wanted to play the game, but also, like, a very nice intro to the army. Yeah. So very slowly, I'm also collecting... Um, uh, Space Wolves and uh, a Talons army. Alright. So, uh, a, a small force, or it won't be so small, I think, when <laughs> when I'm done, because the Talons <laughs> are so freaking expensive. Um, but, um, yeah, so just having having two armies that I can fight, um, or, or, you know, lend one to a friend and have a battle for an evening at my place, yeah. and um, have a very familiar game. On your custom uh, Prospero board and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I've seen there, uh, I've seen some new terrain coming uh, that will fit very nicely on that one. Yeah. So you're actually like catering. You're you're like making sure that the immersion for you will be at the absolute perfect because you will have the terrain that's there. You will have the legions just as they should be, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the games that I have full control over, yeah. those, uh, you know, why not have them very immersive? I think the immersion is the most important aspect for me when, yeah. when playing the game. That's a lot, is a lot more important than winning or, you know, ha having sort of the tactical challenge. Uh, everything of, of, of that regard comes secondary to me, so... Yeah. yeah, when when I get to decide, immersion all the way. Yeah. <laughs> all in. All in. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a, I think you're an inspiration. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, so, uh, so you would definitely be up for running like a, like we talked about, like a, a specific campaign or a specific event, like a Prospero event, for example. Yeah, that would be so cool. I'd really like for someone to arrange uh, an Istvan One campaign or Istvan event. One. Istvan, no, sorry, Istvan Three. <laughs> Istvan One. No, but uh, you know the the actual uh, the book one, the betrayal. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Manfred, you were there. Manfred did that. I was there. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I would like to see it in in larger scale. Um, ah, yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Bigger, longer, more games, more people, and uh, with like a year of planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so that uh, so that I could paint a new legion and <laughs> and be part of it. <laughs> which which uh, legion would you choose of the four? I think I'd go with Sons of Chorus. Okay. Nice. Well, I mean. Uh, we have the, the book one hopefully coming to us eventually. So what do you say, Nicholas? Is this uh, something we should look into, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Making a, a massive event. I don't know how many people would be down for playing that. I mean, I was really happy with uh, Manfred's event. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be that many as long as they all yeah. are into that. Immer- like, yeah. And we still got a plan. Or like we were talking about making a S5 event, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. might as well do that because then more people can play as well. That's if, true. Yeah, for sure. If we're making an Istvan uh, three event, you know what I would want then? Uh, I, I'd actually want to start with having uh, the loyalist elements assaulting the, the the you know the crazy cultists, the war singers, or what are they called? The sirens. Yeah. Like, like the reb the rebels on Istvan three that you begin before the conflict that you actually have like. You have to fight the the cultists there and clean them out, and then the the bombing starts. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> so someone would have to make like ten opposing armies of war singers. I don't know. Or you could, just, <laughs> or you could make it like a small uh, preview thing. You could have like before the event, someone. I could I could make that force. I could. Make that. <laughs> uh, also yeah, have you could have like a skirmish game. For yeah. a number of Spanish games, just as a warm-up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also had another idea for for Istvan Five, which is sort of stupid by, uh, to say now because that will take away the idea. But okay, so for for total immersion, right? So if you would have an Istvan Five event, um, you'd of course you want to have some people playing the original traders, the loyalists, and the new traders, or the tra- you know, right? The reinforcements that betray them, uh, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But in order to get fully immersed, the person playing the loyalist couldn't be aware that they're going to be betrayed. So you would have to arrange an event where they don't know that the reinforcements are going to betray them. <laughs> All right. Right? Cool. That's the only way to get the true feeling of Istvan 5. Yeah. yeah so you couldn't even market it as an Istvan 5 event. No, it would just be, you know, you would just match up players before. Yeah. And, and then they would, <laughs> they would get betrayed. <laughs> that would be so cool. And they're like, oh, it's, we're only fighting on this black sand. That's very strange. It feels familiar somehow. And we're only yeah. fighting these legions. Uh, and everyone else is just like, what are the odds? We're just Salamanders and Ravenguard and, uh, and yeah. Iron here. What, what are the odds? That's, that's really cool. So, like, um... 
like we have like events where you have campaigns where you can turn trader, uh, like the the real time events we had, like when you don't really know who's going to betray you, and that like gives you a lot of immersion. That real time event gave you a lot of immersion overall, I think, because yeah. everything is happening to you in that campaign. Yeah, I also remember I played a 40k event or a campaign thing where uh, I was playing Imperial Guard and then this uh, KS Space Marine took my base and then like the Game Master took me and him to decide like, okay, now you're going to be a traitor because he conquered your base. But you can't tell anyone else. So <laughs> then I still went to like the strategy meetings of the, the loyalists <gasps> and uh, just pretended like nothing had happened. Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, we should totally attack this Chaos player. Yeah, we need to crush him. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be a better idea if we attack the Eldar? And they're like, yeah, I guess it would be a better idea to attack the Eldar instead of Chaos. All right, let's do that. <laughs> you, evil infiltrator. <laughs> so, yeah, that can also bring a lot of immersion to have, like, yeah, where you can betray people and like, where you have to roleplay a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Do you, do you feel like uh, these real-time events add these layers as well? Yes, I do, definitely. Yeah, but it was it was a bit uh, like you could you could probably slow, do it the same but slow it down over a campaign. But um, I think the the way that we had those three teams made it like you know of course the loyalists and traders are fighting, but it's like the separate separatists. What are they doing? It's like you, don't you want to join yeah. us for a while? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Yeah, let's uh, we can have truce. We. We're, we're going to pretend that we're attacking you, but when we show up, we're actually going to betray them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I think it would be a lot better if you have, like, uh, like if you had more people to choose from, that you would have, like, a real separatist force that really feels like they're disconnected if they're only mechanicum and militia or something. Because mm -hmm. this would be weird, like, yeah, the, the blood unions are separatists for some reason. Like, why? Why, why wouldn't they be loyalists? Yeah. No, but you have some, some black shields or something also. It'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, but that mm -hmm. makes. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, and of course, I think all the events I've been to, the, it's always been the. It's it's always the loyalists versus traders. Uh, yeah. And I'm happy about that because I haven't seen. I think they've been talk about having some like just a tournament where it's like you you know then Ultramins can fight Imperial fists. Which could be fun, like because it's rules-wise, it's legions that don't fight. But I mean, doesn't really make sense. Yeah, kind of takes away the immersion. Yeah. yeah, but then again, if you're aware that the event is not an immersive event, yeah, yeah. Maybe fine. So, you know, you shouldn't really. I don't think it's necessary to kind of hunt for immersion all the time. No. You just need to be aware of what you want out of your gaming experience. Yeah, that's true. I, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, so, mm -hmm. would you say, like, just for fun, do you have uh, some examples of something that totally breaks your immersion? Like, so game-wise, mechanics or anything that you you just felt like, oh shit, I hate this. This just this just broke my immersion. It's maybe a yeah. hard question. But like, yeah, but uh, I I kind of mentioned it previously, like losing when I was playing an army that uh, kind of had the background story of being a winning army. Yeah. That broke my immersion. Um, playing unpainted minis um, breaks immersion. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
also, <laughs> which is, is the most common problem for me, not playing a lot of games and being kind of new to the, to the rule system as well, that I'm not fully... Um, I'm not fully knowledgeable about the rules yet, so looking stuff up along uh, throughout the game, that also kind of breaks it a little bit for me. But it's not a game changer. It's um, it's just something that's sort of, it's there all the time, and I've gotten used to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I'll, I'll have to play a few, a few more games be, before I'm comfortable with it. Mm. Um, but I'm getting there. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say like people taking uh, Unister are just obviously good for winning the game and whack in general kind of ruins the immersion mm-hmm. like, when you're feeling that the person you're playing against is only playing to win and not to like have a good time or like make a story uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that that can, that can suck <laughs> yeah. what about so then, then anything more of the game than the, the store itself. Yeah. Well, I, I have my nemesis, the infamous boarding shield. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like charging into a unit, I mean, if it's like a squad of creatures and they're like, shield wall, form up, it's like super cool. It's like, oh shit, how do I break through that? But then if you're charging a squad of 10 guys and one guy is standing in the middle with a shield, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, we all get defensive grenades now because we have a shield. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, and I, I, okay, I can understand that it's this. Um, it, it's supposed to be like it can actually shoot something, right? The shield has like a blind grenade thing that it shoots. I think that was the original idea that it could actually. I think it was described that it could actually, you know, shoot emit light, or I don't know what it was. Or have you heard this? I think it's just a big piece of metal, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know. I don't know, but to I me, don't recognize it. To me, that makes sense. So, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm okay, the, I, I'm okay with it giving defensive grenades, but then it was one time when, when a guy used it to throw a blind grenade at me because it's <laughs> like, well, the shield counts as having defensive grenades, and defensive grenades can be thrown as a blind grenade. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Is it like Captain America? What are you doing? Are you throwing the sheep at me? What, what is happening? What is actually? And I was, he was like, well, the rules are like this. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. But explain to me what's actually happening in this world at the moment. Because, I, you know, I wanted to be immersed in it. I wanted to understand what was happening. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just a bit of a, you know, pretentious dick. But... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we all have our pet peeves when it comes to this, I think. But as long as you're aware of them, you can tailor your gaming to be the best experience you can get. So Yeah, I just never I mean, play against Nika. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boarding shields are they're like a good gaming thing. They're a bit gamey, right? Yeah. Like like we talked before Leon came on, you, you talked about like the chaplain, like People take a chaplain because they want the rules, but there's there's no like story behind it, as you said. It's like, well, why do you have a chaplain there? Oh no, it's just I just want the fearless and sell uh, it. But yeah, and then chuck a boarding shield on him as well, make him <laughs> super good. That's a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very nice to talk about this with you guys. Yeah. I think I think we covered the topic pretty well. 
and if there's something coming up that you want to have a discussion on, I'm uh, I'm always hard to reach and takes uh, <laughs> a long time to plan to get on the pod. So whenever you feel like it. But that's the way you create like. Um excitement in the crowd, like people have been screaming yeah. out, like, when is, when is Leon coming on? It's like, oh, it's going to be this episode. No! No! <laughs> I've seen the comments online. It's not pretty. It's no, not it's pretty. crazy. <laughs> they're like, they're screaming for you. Um, so, uh, but it was a pleasure having you on, sir. Very nice uh, topic. Yeah, nice to finally be on an episode together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's a first. Not in my creepy... Not in the creepy office space we have on work. Mm. Creepy. Uh, mm, creepy exactly. room. <laughs> but, uh, before we end, I have to ask you, Nicholas, have you been to Warhammer World yet? Uh, I've been there before I moved here. But I haven't but been here since I moved. Okay. Cool. It's really cool. It's fucking, or it's not even really cool, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dying and coming to heaven. That's <laughs> yeah. the crack heaven. <laughs> it's yeah. a good reason. Yeah. We should, we can go and visit Niklas now and then. Go yeah, on. yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Come over and uh, and set up some games at at the Wormer World and have a shitload of beer. They yeah, have, they have some sweet uh, tables. Hmm. They really do. Immersion. Immersion for <laughs> sure. Yeah, find some story that involves uh, Thousand Sons, Empress Children, Iron Hands, or something. <laughs> or, but wait. or make it up yourself. The what? Or make it up yourself. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. This is, uh, yeah. It's happened, it happened on uh, Venus or something, I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. The orbital plates of Venus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was very nice having you on. Uh, very convenient for us to just, like, Sit back and let you let our guests come up with a topic, and we just <laughs> makes it That's easier good. to run a show. <laughs> I can uh, imagine. Yeah. So, um, so we hope uh, to have you back in the future. And, Thank you. I hope to be. Yeah. And that said, we're gonna have some more music, and we'll be back with a short wrap up. Welcome back to the wrap-up. Uh, so now, after immersion, uh, we're just going to shout out some events, I think. I don't really yeah. have that much to talk about. So just I hope, uh, hope you enjoyed that segment with uh, Leon. Finally yeah, coming on. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I'm, now I'm all out, of, uh, all out of ideas to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Although we didn't talk about the... the the LARP, the, the live-action role-playing. We should... Um, uh, we, may, may, that's the next step. Like uh, We should immerse ourselves by role-playing. Uh, <laughs> you should just dress up next time. You, don't, you have yeah. to have a fully-painted army and be dressed up. And then halfway through, people just start fighting. Like, what are these traitors? With, like, rubber swords. With fists. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, with fists. Oh, shit. Now we're talking. <laughs> so anyway summer is coming up and uh, there will be uh, uh, not that many events for some time but in July uh, the guys in uh, Vecco, the Dirty K guys are running Ajax so that's uh, the uh, 6th to the 8th 
Uh, I hope I'm not sure if there's any sp spots left. Any, but uh, yeah, I'm going, uh, and I'm going to report back on that. Yeah. Uh, then uh, nothing really happening for some time until August when there's the Wrangen Heresy Hobby Camp in in Solentuna, there where you can learn to paint with the Cult of Paint. Yeah, um, become become a master painter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, do you want your models look as hot as Morton's Ultramarines? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Contact Cult of Paint. Yeah. You want, or want a chance to win like a Slayer Sword or stuff like that? You know, <laughs> Golden Demon. That's how you do it. Just have to take this simple course, uh, five day course, and that's all you need. <laughs> and there are awesome guys also. Like Henry will be there. Mwah! Henry and uh, Andy Wardle, who would be awesome to meet because he, he's got a lot of trophies, that man. Um, so, yeah. And then Heresy in the Winterland, Malmo. That's uh, the end of uh, September. Then we go to Giant Fanatic in Copenhagen. It's going to be also in the end of September. They're uh, fighting there, the Danes and the, the Skåne people. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they're having the real-time event there. It'll be cool to go to. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, October, Siege of Byzantia in Solentuna, the 6th. Uh, that's, uh, that's the Scandus of the year, yeah. I believe. With that Those... huge fucking wall they're building. Yeah. And uh, they'll also be when they draw the, the winners of the raffle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Titan, uh, Mantable, uh, and supporting a good cause. So get your tickets, goddammit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like Joran and buy the last ticket. <laughs> so I will definitely win the Titan Mantable this year. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to make terrain out of them or something. <laughs> I wouldn't. How would you transport like I, last time? Like, how would you take a, a night house with you home from the event? Like, how would you take a Titan Mantle? You would need like both a baby stroller and this harness, baby harness for the warlord. Yeah. And like, you would need to like make uh, cases to look like those uh, crypt chips that they chip them down on. Oh, fuck that. That's an awesome idea. Like, people who design uh, those foam cases, they should do that. Have that. Yeah. Like, you could deploy it on the board. Like, <laughs> damn. Damn, that's a good idea. We should make that and sell it and our, <laughs> make tons of money because everyone's getting Titans. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, the Malmo Wargaming Weekend will happen in the end of October, 27th, 28th. I think that might be when they rent a bling bling hotel or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then in November, we have the uh, BSK event, which will have a Titan battle. And then the event itself is on the... 3rd of uh, November, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have some additional details? Because we're both... Uh, yes. So uh, the, the first day, the 2nd of November, yeah. uh, they're having uh, the Titan battle. And then they're also having uh, a BFG and Open Tables. Open Hills? Open Tables. Open tables. <laughs> Open hills. Everyone can run free. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have like some smaller games and stuff. And uh, then on Saturday, they're having the, the main event. Uh, so it's 2,000 points armies and 1,000 points summer talus armies. Ooh. 
So yeah, I'm really happy about this. Like they always throw down some really nice events. Oh well, now we're now we're talking two thousand points. That's not that much actually. Maybe I could have my ultramarines finished by then. But we need to be on different sides. Would you yeah. take, could you take your uh, sons of horse in that case? Or no, we're well, gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play Emperor Shiver this one more time. Ah. Damn it, that would be like the perfect opportunity to preview my, or like the first time I would field them otherwise. You can bring them to the day before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. You don't want to switch sides? I can be traitor ultramarines. That's easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe I can add something to my Emperor's Children by them. Make some crazy shit. We'll see. How many games? Is it uh, just the games during uh, the Saturday? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably three but, games. Yeah, but that's nice. 2,000 points, so no rush, really. Yeah, or maybe four games. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. And there's usually a lot of nice guys, and it's, of course, at the Armageddon uh, venue, I guess, right? Uh, no, BSK is uh, usually... They, they get a school. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. I haven't joined for that. Uh... So even, even, oh, even better, I don't know, but then a lot of space, that's cool. Yeah. They have potential to have a lot of players. Yeah. Hopefully we won't get stuck next to like the, the Magic the Gathering players <laughs> just outside the window. Like we opened the windows, but then the air just became worse. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. We'll just bring our uh, masks or something. Yeah. Fix it. And... Um, yeah, I think those are like the events. Yeah, uh, might be an Avarii uh, held in uh, December also, but I, I don't see any information here, so we'll see. There's a lot of... Maybe they have their own way of communicating events. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But I think those are the events so far. That's what we have to shout out right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do you have any, any <laughs> That's like anticlimactic. <laughs> no, you no Nicholas, you have to hmm. Should I do I get to choose a dialect or like a, a, an accent oh, yeah. and you'll have to say the outro in that uh, that accent? Accent <clears throat> uh, on the way. What? I don't have an accent like uh I have a pick one. Shit, put him in the spot. You have Are like a, doing accent now. Could you do like a Cockney or like a Scottish or Irish accent since you've moved there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll do it better. You're pretty good with accents. Aye, laddie. Let me tell ya. Or Rititi, let me tell ya uh, about a story uh, about this man called Fulgrim. Ah, oh, you know he he always take my taters. And then he, he cut me head off, but he also he also sucked me my head. I I don't know. <laughs> I can't even remember what what we're saying is. Uh, but don't lose your head.